What's up, everyone? My name's Fakan. We're back with another episode of the West is Podcast. I'm here with Lena as well. Hey, guys. And today, you know, what's been going on, Lena? What's new? What's happening? Um, We went and watched a movie. <laughs> That's new? Yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 we did. We did. I was mostly just asking about what's happening in life in general. But yes, we did watch a movie. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> But that's all right. We could jump right into the movie. Um, we did watch a movie called Here Out West. Um, quite funnily enough, when we were making this podcast, we actually thought about naming the podcast Here Out West. Yeah, we were quite um, illiterate in terms of like the cultural landscape that was happening in Western Sydney at that time. We didn't know that there was an Here Out West um, film 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 being submitted for festivals and whatnot. But we were actually going to do a play on words. So it was going to be H-E-A-R out west. So kind of like here, like as in here out west, and then but also like hearing the west. Yeah, like kind of like hear me out, but hear me out in Western Sydney. Like kind of get what we were going for. <laughs> anyway, we, we, we were meant to do that, but then we were like, we Googled up, all right, here out west, let's see what's on the internet about it. And it was like all of these films. And we're like, oh, it can't be a film about Western Sydney. And then we go on to like IMBD and it's a film about Western Sydney. And we just thought, you know what? This is too similar. We'll be ripping their name. Like we're just going to change ours. And that's how we came to the West's podcast. But yeah, initially we're meant to be here out West. Just a little backstory (laughs) in production for you. Yes, we, I think, I think that was... I think that was the first time when I'd actually come across like representation from um, Western Sydney and about Western Sydney. And I was really excited. I mean, like I was a bit bummed out that we couldn't use like that play on words for the podcast. But I was like super keen that we had a film that explored Western Sydney. Um, And I mean, like just like I guess as an overall, I wasn't disappointed um, walking out of the theatre. Yeah, if, if you have a read of, I don't know, okay, first off, like, spoiler warning for this whole episode, because, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a big film or anything like that, but if you want to go watch it, we recommend you go watch it. Uh, but yeah, we can't really talk about it without spoiling it, so spoiler warning, that's your little two cents right there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was, it was really exciting to see, especially... I guess watching so much American media when you're growing up and, you know, they're referencing college and, and you know, frat life and all this Prom. stuff. It's like, yeah, it's like we're not – we don't really do that around here. And, but finally, like, it's kind of like this is not okay, – and then it's not Crocodile Dundee either where it's like pure like Australian stereotype movies. Mm. This is like – this was – so local and i think it was like a locally made film yep. like i don't know who who directed it or whatever but i'm pretty sure it was some western sydney type of people yep it was a, they directed the whole film 
the writers were from Western Sydney and they were all like they were um, a lot of them were people of color themselves. And I think and I think what was interesting, what I like, I remember like re- reflecting on this after I actually watched out the movie, and even as I was watching the movie, that I mean, like, you know, there is like, like, for example, personally, as an Indian, when I see Indians or like Desi people in general, like South Asian people represented in Hollywood, I'm like, oh, my God, representation, like, you know, I can sort of relate, right? Like, yeah, never like, I have um, when we when we saw when we like, like Shang-Chi came out. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you know, we were so keen for that. Looking back at it objectively, I reckon it was a pretty shit movie, pretty bad movie wasn't great you're gonna get like cancelled for that statement no but as in like that's what i'm saying that like everyone's like you know even me everyone's so keen because it's like an asian superhero movie and that's it's kind of like the asian black panther you know it's like oh we are so hyped for this Mm. but then you look back at it and it's like oh you know what this movie was actually kind of shit but you're talking like storyline there's a yellow guy in it i like it Yeah, so, like, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, you see, like, for example, Never Have I Ever. I mean, like, we don't have a Desi superhero yet, but, like, when and if that happens, I'll be, like, super excited. But, like, Never Have I Ever on Netflix, right? It was, like, a really big step towards representation for um, South Asian people um, and their cultures and, you know, their experiences. Um, and Wait, pause right there. Am I the only one who doesn't know what this Never Have I Ever is? I haven't is? watched it either. I haven't watched it either. <laughs> Um, what is this what are you talking about then? snippets of it so it's this netflix show in which the main character i gotta search this up wait hold up you keep talking but i'm gonna look at this the main character is is an indian girl like um is she like that's what it so pretty sure south indian in that and um she you know she it shows her struggles as like you know um someone who comes Sorry, excuse me, someone who has parents who have migrated to America, who grew up overseas, but then, you know, grew up in their home country, came to America, then her struggles as an American Indian and what that means, like dating, you know, parental expectations, academia. Like there was like a lot of things Interesting. which I think is like relatable across the oceans. However, however, I will say this, like whatever like because i have watched a couple of episodes and snippets here and there whenever i have watched never have i ever i'm like oh my god yes she looks like me and that's amazing and i can relate to some of this like i guess those broader cultural expectations but the end of it i still i was like you know this this like this isn't like the australian indian or like the australian desi um experience it's different it's different and then when i saw robbie in um western city like in sorry in here at west i was over the moon yeah like robbie is this um he's this brown character in the in the movie wait anyway, hold on i think we we jumping around if we take two cents for like just two seconds mm. just explain like how the movie runs it's basically based like it's it's not a linear storyline it's like you've got multiple stories that run in parallel yeah so it's like an anthology it's an anthology like that's like it's a um on-screen anthology is how you describe it uh um, that's too fancy for me but in my brain how it works like you've got like these five storylines that are running like concurrently mm. and you've got like the one main story that kind of like mm. leads through but anyway it's basically about this um you've got i guess and what lena was talking about robbie is one of the one of the storylines in this in this like scheme of things you know yeah and 
I think like I was and I think um, I remember like we were in the cinema and then Robbie picked up the phone call from his mom and he's like she started like spitting out Bengali and for Colin was like the dude's Bengali yeah it's kind of like um, it's like when we're watching this movie it's kind of if you've, you've got like got a white cast but you've also got all these colored casts mm-hmm. and it's kind of like playing like guess who we're kind of sitting there it's like all right this next character, what are they? Mm. Like, are they Viet? Are they are they Burmese? Like, what do you think they're going to be? Mm. And I start talking, like, ah, oh, this is Viet. Or like, ah, oh, yeah, this is Bengali. Like, nice. <laughs> no, I, I really, I really liked it. I mean, like, just, I guess, like, um, like, we had Ashmita as well, who was the older, Bing, like, half, I think, Bengali. I could, I actually couldn't figure out she, if she was Indian or Bengali. Or no, she, before and after partition kind of thing. No, 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 she's Indian. Her, her dad's Indian, but they speak Bengali, right? Or maybe from because there are people in India that speak Bangla. Well, they're not Bangla, I think. They speak Bengali, mm. but they're not Bengali people, you know. As in, like that. That's I'm pretty sure it's like one like the south part of India, like Bengal? one little. Maybe <laughs> makes sense if it is, you know. Look, don't quote me on geography and this type of stuff, but that's the vibe that i'm getting yeah but like you know it's different because um it's kind of like even like for me personally like india is such a massive like everyone knows india mm. but nobody knows bangladesh mm. and like seeing the movie it's like all right they casted this guy to be bangali and not indian it's like that that that's for my people you mm. know like, oh, it's like the only time you'd ever see any Bangali reference is if it's a Bangali movie, mm. you know? You'd never see it if it's, like, a movie. Because if, it, if they weren't brown, they'll always cast Indian. They'll never cast yeah, Bangali. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> right? And it's like, that's my people. Mm. That's for me. Like, like hey, that's, that, that is me, you know? Mm. So that was, that was pretty cool, I reckon. Yeah, no, I, I think it was... Yeah, I think, I think that was really cool. And I think what else I really liked was the way that these storylines happened was that they happened in like fragments like they were obviously they were anthologies and you know um it was like different lives within western sydney and i remember when, when we were leaving the theater i told Furkan i was like like there was no ending per se to this like to the movie like it wasn't like you know i mean usually when they explore like big things like identity and culture and intergenerational trauma and all that sort of stuff on like the big screen in hollywood like they'll end the film with like some you know fluffy buttery kind of like you know and everything was good like for example like one of the things that really stuck out stuck out for me was the concept of a name right oh yeah 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 this is the viet fellow wasn't it no not only him but even robbie like robbie had the same thing like he goes by robbie but his cultural name and i'm not gonna say it because i don't i actually can't remember off the top of my head and i don't want to i tried searching it up and i couldn't find it it just says robbie it literally just says robbie like from what i remember it was along the pronunciations of like robin robin joyce or something like that and i could be wrong but it was some it sounded like that to me at least essentially it's kind of like like if i had to like butcher it, it's like 
my name's Raj, but like my full name's Rajesh, you know? Yeah. It's like that. Like, and like, like the, the situation. Yeah. Like the older lady, the older, like half um, Indian lady that she, that he meets in the hospital. She's like, you know, when I was younger, I used to go by Ash, but now I make sure that I go by Ashmita because that's her full name. And yeah. what I found really interesting was that they explored the concept of a name. I mean, like, and you know, to, um, Tuan went by a Tom. In, you know, in front yeah, of his white Yeah, that's colleagues. a Vietnamese fellow. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting because um, we actually use names even before we meet a person to categorize them into like us and them. Like even, so for example, if someone need, reads your name, like for Khan on, on, a, on a document, right, and they haven't met you yet or they read your name on a name tag, they already categorize whether you're someone who's like, a part of them or someone like they're familiar with and they'd understand or you're someone who's like sort of foreign to them so i think names are really powerful and they explored it really really well in here at worst yeah it's interesting looking at like that whole name situation i think for me like definitely resonates because my name's not the easiest name to pronounce or you read it at first glance you're kind of like how do i actually say this so many teachers have been stumped on the roller and be like, Annie, Jeffrey, give it like five seconds and <laughs> let me let me process this and I'll give it a shot, you know. But like I definitely like I what like my what my parents call me for a gun is not what I like introduce myself as. Mm. Right? And look, maybe it is a bit of that um whitewashing. Uh, as like a child essentially yep. as a kid it's just like Furkan was just way too hard for them to pronounce them as I mean as in my white teachers and stuff that I had mm-hmm. in kindergarten and primary school so I've always just been Furkan right mm-hmm. Furkan or Furkan like even that there's like two and like I don't really mind either or like honestly I don't mind mm-hmm. I go by both right but then it's kind of like when you have all this stuff on screen was like oh you know my like the Viet guy my name's Tuan but you can call me Tom it's like like do you want to be called Tom or um are they calling or are they calling you Tom just because it's easier for them was it like a moment of like I don't know like a trip down memory lane for you because the thing is I have an insane amount of privilege with my name like in other aspects of life maybe not so like us but with my name how how can you go wrong with you that? can't go wrong with Lina? that like Lina? you can't go wrong with that and it's also like a like when you look at it like just even like looking at names right if they have like like if you can often if you look at names like aesthetically if they look weird and I say that in quotation marks people kind of be like oh it must be a foreign name right and I think that has to do with this like Eurocentric idea of like you know names like Lisa and Matthew they don't look weird but if someone says like Tuan or you know Ashmita or someone says Furkan like they look weird on paper and I'm saying again weird in quotations but I have an insane amount of privilege with my name right but when I think that whole Tuan Tom thing happened particularly because him like Robbie's one was more so like amongst his friends um but Tuan yeah like that one that one, one kind of makes sense yeah like so backstory oh when I saw this it was like these are my boys anyway <laughs> um, we'll get to them we'll get to them they were like yeah. legends like Rob, Robbie has a couple of friends like he has this black friend and then this like wog friend um anyway I was like oh 
these are my peeps. Anyway, they call him Robbie. So that kind of sounds more like a nickname. So it wasn't as like, damn. But Tuan was more so like, he's this Viet guy. Kind of looks like grew up in like Cabramatta, you know, <laughs> living it rough, you know, might have been part of gangs before, who knows. But then now he's like up life, you know, he's probably a lawyer, works in a, in a firm at Surrey Hills. And he goes by Tom and like his bosses call him Tom and stuff, you know. So that's like the difference. So like, but like, was that like a moment of like, like a trip down memory, I mean, memory lane for you or like even like current circumstances? Because what you just entered this workforce, right? You just entered the workforce um, in a pretty predominantly white workforce um, because it's in a white, predominantly white area. Not necessarily because, like, a lot of nurses and stuff, they won't be white. Okay. Like, yes, yes, the, the area that I work in is pretty, like, Eurocentric dominated, mm. but it's not, like, a particularly, like, you're not going to see Asians anywhere. You'll see a lot of Asians just due to the field of work that we're in. But I don't know. It's not so much with work now because at work now I mainly go by Khan. Because whenever I introduce myself to patients, they're either like they're drugged up on pain meds or they're very drowsy or, you know, trying to be like, hey, my name's Fakan. And they're like, for what? And like, Fakan, you know, like, for an animal. Khan, like, you know, like Genghis Khan, like, oh, okay, I kind of get it now. You know, trying to explain that to like a nine year old delirious man who's on pain meds doesn't really work. <laughs> what if they're not on pain meds? Like, they've, like, they're not on, because I'm sure. Well, you just don't... by habit now, I just go by Khan to all my patients. Like, all my patients will know me as Khan. And I'm asking this purely because, again, privilege here, and I've <laughs> got no experience with this, but does that sadden you sometimes? Because, like, we no, kind of... No, because Khan is my name, though. Khan is also my name. My mom calls me Khan. Okay. All right. So then, yeah, so then that's, like, I think... So it's not, it's not like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like I'm going, hey, my name's Frank. Mm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey, I'm Fred. Oh, do you remember? Did you watch Fred on YouTube? No. Who's that? Who's Fred on YouTube? Oh, it was like um, off topic when we were young. (laughs) Anyway, but like he's like this. Oh, he's this. uh, He's like he's kind of like a like internet personality before internet personalities were a thing. Okay. Spoken like a really high pitched voice. Why are we talking? (laughs) The name Fred just reminds me of him. You know, childhood memories. Anyway. (laughs) If anyone remembers Fred, you know, you know, Fred is Fred. And it, but yeah, it's not like I'm going by some other name. Mm-hmm. It's just my mum calls me Khan. Mm-hmm. If I play sport, I'm Khan because it's so much easier to go Khan, ball, rather than for Khan, ball, mm-hmm. you know, just makes things a lot snappier and a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So it's not, yes, that, I think that's the difference for me. It's, I'm not making up a name. It's like, this is my name. It's just an easier version of my name. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I Like, I never thought of it that way. I think, um, I think another really interesting, I think Tom was, sorry, not Tom. Tuan was like very interesting as a character because um, when he's in the car with his young, younger brother, I think he like picked him up from a police station or something. Like he running with the cops and his boss calls. And he says, yo, I've got, like, my other big boss friend here. So, obviously, these people have weight in whatever company he works in. And he says, you know, come on, come on, like, do that racist, like, do that imitation, right? And he does it, well, 
essentially what is um, a, like an imitation of, I believe, a Vietnamese person like selling um, food, N- noodles, was it? Noodles? It, was, it was just a stereotypical Asian um, Asian accent, you know, yeah. like $5 fried rice. You yeah, know? yeah, like that sort of stuff. <laughs> and it was, and I found that really interesting because his younger brother sort of just looks over at him and So, sorry guys, we also just had a bit of a glitch, so maybe that's why the audio may sound a bit messed up. Um, just My laptop section. decided to go, by Felicia, and <laughs> just shit itself. It just shit itself. You know what? So, I'm going to make Stuff my... like that <laughs> You need to get a new laptop. I've been telling you this for three years now. I have no idea what's wrong with it. It just sometimes... Maybe it's a virus. Maybe it's know? because of all those anime sites you access. Uh, yeah, you know, like you need a new Amanda laptop. Is three kilometers away and she wants to chat. Oh my god, you need a new Maybe. laptop. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Maybe it's Amanda that's messing up my computer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, anyways, so I'm just gonna make my point from the beginning. So, what I was saying was, um, I also, so apart from the name thing, I also find Swan as a very interesting, I think, reflection of most kids who grow up, um, you know, with um, parents who have migrated from other countries, but also I think particularly in Western Sydney, like making yourself like less Western Sydney and less less ethnic to fit in with like city buddies or like, you know, big corporate corporations where they sound like hella Australian because there is a- I don't even think it's part of a corporation. I think it's just if you're just trying to fit in with white people, it doesn't have to be outside of Western no, Sydney. No, I know, but I'm talking, about, Sydney. I'm talking about him in particular. Oh yeah, him, him in particular. Yes, yes, like that's yes. what he. As we said, like, 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 kind of povo cabra boy turns to a lawyer in Surrey Hills. Yeah, so that's <laughs> like that's essentially the journey. story, right? And which is, yeah. I think, a journey that many um, kids, like second generation, first generation migrant kids. I don't even know what generation we are because it confuses me so much. But one I of the reckon gen- <laughs> first generation is your parents are like overseas are migrants. You're a first gen. So we're first gen. No, you're not a first gen. You were born in India. <laughs> See, I don't even but, know. You know, we're first gen. Me and my peeps, we first Shut gen. Shut up. Okay, but the people but people are migrants. <laughs> Shut up for God. <laughs> but people listening get the point, right? So the idea that we actually sometimes I mean like I think we've all done it growing up we actually shit on our own people right and I mean like our own cultural our own religious um, group of people to fit in um, and be less like the other and fit in with this like white standard of being Australian I think we've yeah, all done as that in, like when we when when I when, like it's funny you bring up this point because when I watched that the that scene where he's like you know like five dollar special fried rice. It's like I thought about it. I'm like, I reckon I've probably done a ch- like an Asian accent before as well. And we do it to as make like others laugh. Yeah, I think I was just like, I've probably done it as a kid as a joke to make some people laugh. As in, like, hey guys, like, look at me, I'm so funny. <laughs> it's like, bro, you're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, so stupid. No, and for like me, like it's like how many times in a conversation, um. I mean, I don't really have any, like, a lot of white friends, but, like, for example, like, within just even my, you know, like, cultural um, group of friends, um, 
you know, how many times do I pull off Desi acting like, oh my god, bro, what are you doing? Like, how many, like, that's like second nature I reckon, to me. it's, it's, no, but I reckon that's different. If you're doing a Desi act, like you're doing a brown accent with your brown people, I think that's completely a-okay. You're making fun at, at a situation <laughs> you guys both can, you know. No, but it's not even just with brown to. people. That's the thing, though. I, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If I'm comfortable, right. I think you're, you're you're just a lost cause, my guy. Shut up. <laughs> I was talking about when I was a kid, when I was like young. You're talking about when I was so young, when I was 22. I did this brown eyes. No, okay, shut up. No, but like I I think it was very interesting because we do because I think there is like okay, so I'm gonna gather my thoughts. So I think that kids from Western Sydney, right, have to also like especially if you're you know, from a migrant refugee family, you're, you know, a person of colour. I mean, if if you're a woman, there's another added layer to that. Um, that like, you know, um, if you are of the LGBTQI community, there's another added layer to that. But the, uh, the, like, I think at the very core of it, what we saw in here at West was that people from Western Sydney have to contend with the fact that they are a person of colour, that they come from perhaps not the most like rich or luxurious beginnings because their parents, most of like a lot of people who in Western Sydney are either refugees or migrants. And then on top of that, they, you know, if they go and work, let's say outside of Western Sydney or even within Western Sydney, because it's becoming pretty gentrified in some areas like Parramatta and stuff, right? Even if you go and work there, you have to like, you have to contend against this idea that you're a stereotype from Western Sydney. I mean, it was like bad enough that we had to be like, I am not like, for example, from a Muslim perspective, I'm not a terrorist, right? Or I'm not like a smelly curry muncher. Like I have to contend with that. But then when I go out, you know, and if I go... Curry muncher is just such a great one. <laughs> Shut up I'm for sorry, but I know that's a lot. I don't, I don't just a bad thing, but I just, the phrase curry muncher. God, for that's such a great You're going to get like cancer really a, soon. I think it's just a munching part. I just love the word munch. <laughs> All right, please excuse him, guys. He's a bit, he's a bit off. He's not okay today. But yeah, it is like the word munch. But... <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, but like that's the thing. I, I think it really showed that you have to. They have to contend with already this like marginalized part, like this aspect of their identity that's already marginalized. And then on top of that, we have to be like, even though we're from Western Sydney, you know, we don't sound. Like Western Sydney has an accent. Western Sydney. If you live in Western Sydney, you've like no, got no, no, a Western no, no, Sydney no, no, hold up, hold up, accent. Hold up. No, I reckon. No, no, I reckon no, no, we, we saw it with think... all the kids in here at West. No, 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 bro. I don't think there's a Western Sydney accent. I think there's Western Sydney terminology, maybe mm. like some lingo that we use mm. um, that others may not use. I think that's fine. But I don't think there's like an accent. It's not like in America there's like a Southern accent, like no. you know. Why the super twangy like no, type of situation? What, no, just like just in that one scene, like that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He changes his term- accent. His accent changes. No, no, no it's terminology. Pronun- I reckon. No, no, but no, it's his pronunciation of words. Like when he picks up the phone and he says, "Hi, this is Tom." And then when he goes, when he's talking to his brother or he says, hey, Robbie, and like, you know, Robbie's like running down the street like and it like interco- interconnects with stories, his accent is different. I mean, it's not super different, but I think you can no, I gotta hear the difference. I got to watch it back. I got to watch it back you too. You can hear a difference. Check that. Like, and I think, like, for example, I think, well, I mean, I, I see my brother do this. I, I think I do this. Um, 
with like I think my podcast voice or the voice that I have when I speak in like a university zoom tutorial or I speak you know if I like I'm speaking on a panel or like on a show or something is so you're saying outside of your customer service voice you've got a white voice <laughs> I think we do have a white voice. Got, I think we got a do. White voice. I think we. I've got my, got my. Hey, what can I get for you today? And then you got your. <laughs> no, I genuinely think we. I think they did touch on that. I think they was. They did. <laughs> Shut up! Stop laughing. You got your. You got your customer service. And then you got your white service. Shut up! You're so annoying. Let me speak. <laughs> you've got your white service voice god i reckon my customer service voice is like my white voice you know no 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 i've seen okay frikan frikan i've seen you in customer service i've been there i've been at the restaurant i've seen you serve and talk to people an all whole evening i've also heard you present your honors thesis to a room full of no no no, no. okay there's a difference there there's a difference there the the work voice the customer service voice mm-hmm. is a lot friendlier than my honors my honors is very professional it's very like i am presenting my thesis whereas my customer service voice is hey do you want extra noodles with that <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm not trying to be formal and professional maybe i, I think there's a difference maybe there. i don't know but i i, ge- I genuinely feel anyway, like anyway it- bottom line <laughs> You've got a customer Shut service up. voice, you've got your professional voice, and then you've got your white voice. Shush. No, but, like, I think I think it did show that at least to an extent. It definitely did. Like, um, you know, there was, like, Tom's accent did change when he picked up the phone from his boss. Um, and then the accent that he has with his his brother, who is also, like, he's English speaking. It's not like, you know, he, he was, um, like, for example, sometimes... I know that, in, like, with me, my family, like, other relatives, um, the kids will put on more so of, like, an Indian accent when speaking English. Bro, you so that you are 100%, you are 100% turned ex- into, like... Exactly. And so do you. You haven't heard yourself. Excuse me. I hear you speak. All right? <laughs> Maybe, but I'm just saying for you, 100%. <laughs> exactly. Like, we, like, it, like, there's, it becomes, there's, like, an underlaying of Indian accent, so it makes it easier for our parents or, like, older relatives to understand. It's not even, like, an underlying. It's... If anything, it's like the topping, you know, it's all there. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought I thought that was really clever. And I think I think people like it was a masterpiece in the sense that a lot of people will relate to those incidents and Bro, yeah. That's why I reckon like if you if you're if you live out in Western Sydney and you got like a free afternoon, search up this movie, man. Hear our West, you know, watch it with some people. Yeah, no. Like it's gonna have you going like, oh, that's I, I know that I recognize that yeah no absolutely and I think um I, I think my favorite dialogue in the movie like <laughs> kind of was actually like shh being so loud and you told me to quiet down but um Ashmita like Ashmita is like visiting her sick father who's like well he's he you know he dies by the end of the movie um she's visiting her sick father in the hospital does he die yeah he, bro, he dies she sings him and she sings him like the the yeah, the but like, does he die or does he just? No, he dies. Does he just kind of like? I think he dies. Wait it out. No, I for kind of, I I reckon the idea is that he's dead. That's that's probably the... dies. You know, yeah, probably <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. And what happens is that she comes in, and um, so the idea with Ashmita is is that she's half Indian and she's half white. So mum is a white woman, dad is an Indian man who's married a white woman, 
and so she's she's half right but she has she has stronger indian features so she like her skin color her hair she she outwardly looks indian and there's no like sort of i think there's no indication that she would have white blood in her so anyways like she gets she comes to the hospital room the the um the woman's sitting the uh, the um her father her mother's sitting there you know the white woman she's sitting there and she comes into the room and then a white nurse walks in and a white nurse just she's the nurse just says um excuse me it's family only and Ashmila loses her shit and she says what you've never seen like she, the gist of it you're was real, you're really butchering this no scene, i man. did i butchered it because i can't remember the exact terms but i love what she said she's like it's she's like oh yeah she was like you know yeah post-federation colored and whites could marry what you look what are you looking at and it was i lo- like something i've paraphrased it but it was the most beautiful line yeah. So, so, so she paraphrased like a lot. Like, it flows so much better in the movie. It is. It's a definitely go watch it. There's a reason why Lena doesn't do directing and script writing. Shut up. But But. it was like, it was so beautifully delivered. And I was like, and because I don't even think that's an unfair jab, um, because the reality is that there is still this assumption of like, it's not, I don't think it's formal segregation and I don't think it's a legal segre- segregation, but there is still this idea that, you know, um, mar- like marrying into other, f- uh, like marrying interculturally, especially if your partner's white and you're, you know, of a different race. Like I have a f- friend who, um, you know, she's, she's, um, she's a, a, pe- a woman of color and her, her significant other is a white person. And, you know, some, she was telling me, she was recounting some stories about like, you know, some of the things that his extended family have said to her. And they were just kind of, they were like those weird, you know, implicit racism kind of stuff. The stuff where it's like, oh my God, like you're so pretty. And for an Indian girl, like the, just that weird stuff mm. that would come out. And But I reckon even, even from like the like the ethnic side of things mm. like when your boy gets with a white girl you're like bro you got with a white girl like you're dating a white girl damn that's crazy but i think there's I think- two different feelings behind those and i i'm not saying either one of them i'm not saying that the ethnic yeah. attitude like, i'm not saying like, that, like it's, it's right or wrong I'm just marriages saying, is correct i don't yeah. think it is but i think there's a difference there i mean at least at least from like what i've seen with extended family and stuff where there I like for them it's like it's a loss of culture right whereas if you marry another like ethnic person they don't see it as a loss of culture they'll say it's just going to get really mixed up but they assume that if let's say an ethnic person marries a white person that there's a loss of culture and I think think that has to do with like like, history from the parents like that has to do with history or like colonization and stuff but But I reckon I reckon from the kids point of view it's kind of like damn man you're really punching up your weight like <laughs> you go with a white girl shit <laughs> but yeah like, i don't think i don't think the kids are doing oh you know loss of culture or nothing i think it's just more so like that you just see that's a whole lot of sexism by the way but that's, <laughs> Wait, that's a shit ton of sexism like involved like <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's another topic we could talk about that another day <laughs> yeah but um but yeah so i i don't know i i really love the movie and i think um the the other part of it that was really cool as well was that they talked about they they also showcased from um the 
the Chinese family, the Chinese daughter and the Chinese mother, um, like the difference in aspirations, like for example, she doesn't want to do what her mother wants to do. She doesn't want to open up a new place and a new restaurant. Like this idea that there are going to be different aspirations between generations and often kids who are brought up here will will have to contend with this idea of like disappointing parents and then dealing and dealing with the aftermath but then also going after and chasing their own dreams which is i think a very yeah, you're like your prime example of that man i guess like you got nice parents in that regards but bro a brown kid doing a bachelor of arts Shut man <laughs> you're really pushing those boundaries and them limits well I think I'm pretty successful at it, so. But yeah, like you are a prime example of that, yeah. that whole situation of, you know what, I don't want to be a doctor, I want to pursue a Bachelor of Arts and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and that's what I've done and I'm pretty awesome at it, so I think I think it's a win-win. Um, and I think just like a final note, what I think I really liked about the entire thing was that it was unfinished. I mean, like, at the end of it, like... Nah, nah, I can't agree with that. Can we just pause there? I cannot agree with that. Why? I hate movies that don't have an ending. No, but I kind think... Of like... But see, but this, this anthology, this, this screen anthology, it wasn't meant to just be about representation and just, like, be on your way. Like, this was, like, a very real depiction of Western Sydney lives. Obviously, it was dramatised a bit, but it was a very real... De- like, for example, like... He were he was Furkan was like whispering. He was like, "There is no way a woman can walk out with a baby without being discharged. Like nobody leaves." Okay, okay, hold up, hold up. You you're jumping around. So basically, the backbone of this story is that there's this woman who kidnaps a baby from a hospital from the maternity ward. <laughs> yeah, and she runs out of the hospital with this newborn baby, and he kind of follows her journey and like or run around on that journey as well. Anyway, yes. the movie ends with her carrying the baby back to hospital and it, that's where it finishes. And I'm just like, but, so what the fuck's going to happen with the baby? <laughs> See, I wasn't investing in the baby, but like, for example, like if we go back to like Robbie's example, you know, Ashmita tells him. Okay, you know, yeah. No, hold Robbie's on. Robbie's no, no, example. No, like, no, Robbie's example. Like, yeah, there was a, like, I wanted to see a punch up happen. Um, between him and his mates but anyways like I think like okay so side note let's explain that basically Robbie has got his wogmate and his blackmate um, basically wogmate blackmate are about to get into a fight because blackmate got with wogmate's quote-unquote sister couldn't have a punch up and then they're like nah nothing he was just talking shit nothing actually happened what actually happened was Robbie and the sister actually got together and then Wogmate found out he was going to beat the shit out of Robbie, but then, like, they never showed that fight. Yeah, but um, what was, like, really interesting is that Robbie goes on home that evening, right? I'm, um, like, at the next morning or whatever after from the hospital and it's not that, you know, he walks into his household and he hugs his mother and he says, from now on, you're going to call me, you know, full, like, his full, his full name, right? So I think it was realistic in that end because I think it showed like how people's lives and their words can impact you and shape your own, like the way that you live your life. But in no way does it like, it's not like, you know, in Hollywood usually like but the end of, you know, if someone was like exploring Robbie's story in Hollywood, yeah. by the end of it, he would have gone home and, and he would have been like, from now on, I'm going to wear kurta pajama out on the street. 
and I'm gonna like yeah, yeah. you know I'm gonna call hey, man, my. Hey, Punjabi. He's Bengali. He ain't Indian. Uh, hey, sorry. He is gonna wear Pun <laughs> Punjabi like on to the street and call himself by his full name and you know like that was realistic. Like I felt connected yeah, to that. Like, I get that. So I think that's why I really like the unfinished aspect, like quote unquote unfinished aspect of the screen anthology. Nah, do you know what I liked about this movie though? I think it was just kind of like the the relatability. Mm. As in, if we if we if we, talk, if we go back to to Twan and his brother, mm. like his brother had a ratty, <laughs> and you're like, bro, when do you ever see a ratty in a movie? <laughs> I'm like, bro, kids in my primary school ratties for days. Like, mm. I low key wanted a ratty. Yeah, and this is why representation matters. Like, representation really, really matters. And I think uh, we were very fortunate fortunate to see this movie. So, go and see the movie. It's great. Yeah. Like, even, like, the little shit. Something about, like, um, like the buses. Like he's like, oh, those are our buses or those are our cars. <gasps> yeah. Like, our number plates. Like, the trains in the background, yeah. the train station. And I was like, that's and worse than Sydney. Yeah. And this might be just like a hospital worker thing, but I was like, those are the OBS machines that we use. That's not. <laughs> anyway, long story short, go give it a watch mm. here out west. Who's a shout out? Who directed this movie? Hold up. Or who's a writer? There's, oh, there's like so many. There's multiple. So many people. There's multiple. All of them creative yeah. artists. I think they deserve a huge round of applause for putting Western Sydney on, I think, the map, like in, in on a the film. Map, yeah. On the film perspective, they did a wonderful job. And um, hats off to like them. We watched it at Hoyts. We watched it at Hoyts. You so you can probably find it. Dendi, Hoyts, wherever you yeah. go. You're just going to find it. It's going to be great. Um, but I think that's where we're going to end it today. Yes. You know what? Go watch it. Have a good time. Have a few laughs. And at the end of the day, bit of representation never hurt anyone. All right. All right. See you guys next week. See you. Have fun. Bye bye.